on this episode. I feel like to me, and I know this seems out of character. It's a little too like, it's a little too submissive for me. I'm not into all that. Like I like a tough bitch or knows how to fuck, but I'm not trying to demean anybody. I feel like it's a little gross. I love what I love giving, but I'm just not big on the receiving. So, yes, yes. Like it's okay, but like, yeah, I mean it's not as good as jerking off because you know. Also What the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> Am I is this a fucking gaslighting? Is it, did y'all Did y'all get together and plan this shit? everybody and welcome to another episode of no country for middle-aged men i am your host mark pearson and my first co-host is finally back after two weeks away and my second co-host here is uh, still mi- missing wooster ohio for some reason uh their names are juan smith and adam radliff don't miss wooster ohio even in the slightest have you ever been to ohio no it, uh, yeah it's don't ever go it's, you, it's i thought you worst. missed the amish people and the mexican food there uh, the Mexican food there was terrible. The Amish people, I spent like a summer in Ohio and I met a bunch of Amish people. It's like Wayne County, Ohio mm-hmm. has like the second largest, largest population of Amish outside of Pennsylvania Dutch. They are super nice people and they all seem really happy. Oh, okay. I do love yeah. a girl so in a bonnet. It was weird. I was expecting <laughs> that being said, all of my interactions were with like parents. Yeah. Like I saw like I was hanging out with the people. They, the kids could hate it, but the parents were all loving it. Yeah. The friendliest people ever. Like, they're like Mormons and then some. Building friendlier barns. friendlier than Mormons? Friendlier than Mormons, I swear. Oh, really? I don't think Mormons are that friendly. Whoa. Because <laughs> yeah, they got like Are you a, basing that solely on Steve Cantwell? No. Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like they have a hidden agenda. It's like, I can't be your friend. You're trying to convert me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like what the Native Americans said about like the Catholics and stuff. It's like, oh, these are friendly people. And then, like, then they got wiped out. Gotcha. <laughs> So that's a that's an anti Native American yeah. take, or is that a anti Mormon? Okay. Anti Mormon, anti Native American, and nah. just normal plain old white. I, 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 In case you're wondering, like speaking of, of all these fights, uh, we got a guest uh, this yes. week. Uh, <laughs> you want to introduce? Oh him? yeah, this is uh, comedian Victor Tran. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, I, I think I could win those fights. There's like what combined Native Americans and Mormons now. There's like probably six of them <laughs> <laughs> left in the country. I think I could take them. Dude, Mormon, like Mormons, they breed quick. Like they're all sticking to their own, like their couple of states. Well, when you can have yeah. seven wives, you know, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, you can just churn them out like yeah. butter, right? Yeah. Well, that's a big thing in Amish country. Yeah, they, uh, the big on butter churning, mm-hmm. barn raising, all that yeah. fun stuff. I mean, wouldn't you like to do like a like a week long vacation in an Amish village? I mean, obviously, wouldn't they wouldn't let you, but. Actually, they might. <laughs> they might. They if you like didn't bring your cell phone, they might. You would crush an Amish community because I they, would. Yeah, because it's like they're all white people. Like it's, yeah, everyone that, looks the same. Uh, it's all. Yeah, that, looks that doesn't make same. you feel better. Like when you're the only person who's not. When you're the minority, nobody's ever like, "Yeah, you'll crush." So, <laughs> oh. See, I always yeah. thought of it that way. <laughs> I guess uh, it's tainted. Like I had a friend whose dad uh, used to travel for work. Yeah, and he used to travel to Japan a lot. He's like. Guys, if you ever get a chance to go to Japan, do it. Because like, 
it's you're treated like a celebrity everywhere because yeah but that's because he's white not because he's different from everybody else you know what i mean you like, sure that doesn't exist for other yeah when, when, <laughs> when what? japanese kids come to the country they don't crush they're crushed yeah <laughs> the fucking kids well, anyway, here, you put so. it that way yeah. yeah but if you're like the only one that would be like some kind of novelty factor I guess so. Yeah, but usually when you're a novelty, it's not like, well, you're so special. It's like, hey, look at this fucking chink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <So> Jesus. <laughs> Even the Amish people are like, look at this fucking squinty eyed motherfucker. You know? that, that's, that's how y'all were supposed to be friendly. They, they have limits. That's yeah. the limits. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're always so happy. It's like there's no diversity there. There's no, that. that's taken out of the equation. Yeah. We might have just saw, never mind. I'm not going down this road. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Sorry, it sounded like a young Hitler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what, two weeks ago you said you like listening to Hitler speeches, so... Look, for historical reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. That you, whatever, uh, what's it? Those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it or something like that? Yeah. I'm t- I'm yeah, that, that's a good that's a good phrase to paraphrase. Is those exactly, who, yeah, exactly. those who can't remember that thing are uh, doomed to. Uh, I don't you know what? You know what? The roast is not happening anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool it over here. So yeah, speaking of the roast, uh, you're the one that eliminated Adam from the roast. Oh yeah, that's actually his claim to fame. Nothing else to do with roast. That, that was, was his a, peak. I, that was a good one. Yeah. I, I think he did oh, a he, little. I think he went a little bit further than yeah, everyone went, else. Yeah, he went quite a bit further than I did. Yes. Yeah, uh, I won. <laughs> I like how we just left it blank there. Like, we're not going to say, "Oh, this guy crushed it. He won." It was like, it was really made me look like an asshole there. Yeah. <laughs> myself up. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah, I won the whole thing. I'm a fucking mm-hmm. asshole, and now I'm an asshole for bragging about myself on somebody else's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now, Victor clearly, uh, whenever we went up against each other, he had clearly beat me. It wasn't even. It wasn't particularly close. And then he was he crushed in every level, so he's one of, definitely one of Houston's best roasters and best best comics. Oh, uh, thanks! Terrible person, yeah, but great at comedy. That's the worst thing about doing podcasts is you have to like take compliments live. It's like, oh god, <laughs> thanks. Ugh. It's a, it's such like a gross feeling to be complimented, you know? Well, yeah, it sounds awful. That'll probably be <laughs> the extent of it because the three of us don't dish out very many compliments very often. Right. That's fine by me. <laughs> I, I'd feel more at home. Half the time, Juan's not even awake. I'm here. I think his screen. I, <laughs> I looked over. His screen's Juan, been frozen Juan, for five minutes. Juan looks like he looks like white CeeLo Green. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think these might have got me. I it might have. <laughs> stupid. He's a, he's just cruising past that yeah. that bird. Now, is this a video podcast? No. Not yet. It will be once we get the uh, rest I of our equipment. I was wondering because Juan just he just he just lifted like a box or something on the screen, like people could see what he's talking. Sure, it's a weed gummy or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's a supreme sour gummy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah I had to stop. Oh, I put. I just well, I just made the mistake yesterday of testing the limits of uh, gummy consumption. So <laughs> I was like, man, you're probably not going to see me smoking or anything on the podcast today because I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> the human guinea pig, Juan Smith. Oh, man. Yeah, I had to stop smoking weed. I, I get too anxious now. Really? Yeah. Uh, it fucks me up real bad. Like, I get anxious thinking about smoking weed now just because of the anxiety it gives me. So, like, I think I'm done. So, you, Oh, yeah. I think it gave me anxiety. Do, you think that's due to, like, 
due to COVID, yeah. there's something like in your head, this is anxiety where well, pot it, brings it out. It or? used to happen. It used to happen before COVID, but not frequently. It'd be pretty rare. But now it's like every time I get high, it's like, ah, I'm freaking everybody out. <laughs> you have the same supplier you had before this? Well, yeah, could be a the supplier strength. now is somebody that we we know, and his shit is like space weed. It's way, <laughs> space. it's way too strong. Like uh, that could be so, the challenge there. Yeah, he he sold weed to another one of our friends, mm-hmm. and that friend. Is a guy that used to take like Alzheimer medicine recreationally. <laughs> so, like, so this guy, like this guy, you what? know, this guy's experienced with drugs, but even he was like, you got me way too high right now. <laughs> so yeah, after I saw that, I was like, ah, I think I'm done fucking with uh, this weed, but also just weed in general. Yeah. I didn't know Alzheimer's medication could make you high. I guess it, yeah, I guess it can. Or maybe it just replaces your memories. You just hallucinate <laughs> and then like you think you're remembering things, but they're just hallucinations. So I was never big in a pot growing up because like, the handful of times I tried it, yeah. like Grady has a joke about it. It's absolutely accurate where every time I would like, I would feel like I shit my pants. <laughs> he has really? a bit about being in a theater. And he's like, did I shit my pants? And <laughs> that, that, I had that exact same experience. And I was like, I would get paranoid and just be like the body felt weird. And so I never really got into it. So yeah. I, every once in a while, it's not a big deal. But I used to uh, love it. I used to love it. But just lately, I don't know. I, I've heard of people, like as they get older, their whatever reasons their body just changes. And mm-hmm. then I, I guess they go through like weed puberty. <laughs> weed <laughs> and, uh, puberty. Get anxious instead. So now you're ready for like crack, heroin. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How uh, have you been coping with uh, heroin? Yeah. It's been a journey. Uh, <laughs> so if you were gonna, if you knew you were gonna die in a week, would you try heroin? Uh, nah. In a week, that's that's not enough time. Like, first off, that's like a day wasted. So, or it's the best time you could spend. Yeah, but it's too like. I feel like with one week left, you don't want to do anything new. You just want to do everything that you already know you like. Like if you did, if you had to do everything that you know you like, that would take about a week. That's a good point. Right. Interesting. If, if you gave me like six months, all right, around like two months, I'll do heroin a couple times. Right, <laughs> couple Towards times. the end or like right at the beginning or uh, so what ooh, if you liked ooh. it real, like yeah, a ton? Yeah, right. I, I feel like I'd have to do it towards the end. Because mm-hmm. if I do it like two months in, then the next four months is just going to be me doing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've solved that now. That's good that we got that out of the way. Yeah. I'm glad we planned that. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can calendar when to do, when to do heroin. <laughs> oh, I took notes. I was already, yeah. Yeah. John's on heroin right now. <laughs> Wait, was, it was you, right? The, um, so Victor has been doing really well. Houston comedy. Mm-hmm. Was it you that was, plant, was supposed to go to like ACL or some shit in Austin? Oh, or was yeah, that somebody else? yeah. I was supposed to be on South by Southwest. Yeah, that's and then right. And I got canceled. And uh, yeah. Bomber. bomber. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, like, I, I get so anxious. I, I remember when it happened, I was glad that it got canceled so I wouldn't have to ask for like days off of work. And you guys get anxious. <laughs> that's a weird take. Well, yeah. Do you guys get like anxious asking for days off? No. At my current job, no. But that's because I'm one of the managers. Oh, okay, okay. I have the flexibility to be able to be like, when I had a job where I wasn't and you had to go ask for time off and get it approved, yeah. oh yeah, I got anxious. But now it's, 
with the owners of the company I work for, I just, as long as I give them a heads up, they're like, okay, fine, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're given time and advance. That's yes. how it is at my place. I, it, they've always been super cool. I mean, I, I've had days where I'll just like, yeah, I'm not coming in today. And they're like, all right. But I still get anxious. I don't know why. Huh. Interesting. Maybe it's because I smoke a fat blunt before I go into work every day. <laughs> <laughs> that connect, apparently that causes anxiety, I've heard. <laughs> Depending on who you get it from. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was supposed to be on South by. Um, didn't happen. Supposed to be on uh, Skankfest South. Canceled. Mm. You know? I think the pandemic was just, it's just a sign for me to stop doing comedy, but still doing it. <laughs> yeah, as soon, as soon as things lift back up, you're going to be right back at it, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you is been, this a retirement show? This is where he's announcing maybe. it? Maybe. It's like I'm done with comedy. <laughs> have you been doing shows? Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. When they'll have me, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing open mics. Like, as long as everyone's wearing a, mic, I mean, a mask when yeah. they're not on there. Uh, but it's not like people are being like overly cautious i think yeah. people are getting tired of it luckily uh, i heard um today that they came out with some some vaccine pfizer came out with like 90 percent yeah uh was yesterday yeah what's success rate yeah 90 percent yeah, i don't even know rate. what that means 90 percent of the time it's going to be successful in preventing COVID 19 no, I think it's like, I think it's like, right? so it's like a double blind test where like 50% mm -hmm. of people are given the vaccine and the other 50% are like placebos. And I think, um, I don't know where that percentage, I don't know where the 90% comes from, but I know that they were, the vaccine was going to be approved even if it was like 50% effective. Right. And then yeah. now it came out, it was like 90%. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it sounds good to me. I don't, I don't know what it means, but it sounds good. Sounds twice as better than what they were projecting. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, hopefully, it's a great thing. Yeah. 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 Are you guys gonna get it? Like right when it comes out? I think I probably will. Right uh, I, everyone I talk to, like ninety, like, I think ninety percent is fake number. But <laughs> most of the people I talk to say no. I'm like, well, that's so strange to me. I'm like, yeah. That being said, I've never gotten a flu vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I want the first fucking chip. Let's do this thing. Oh, I would, also, I would also sign up for that. Yeah. We can do a whole podcast about that. Yeah, I don't get it. The government, they already, they know where I'm at. They know what I jack yeah. off to. They know what's on your cell phone. They can track yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. They, it's nothing they, new, bro. Think of all the stuff it would solve, like, overnight. We, did we talk about this? Yeah, we've talked about this, like, episode? six times. This is a hobby horse of mine uh, <laughs> that uh, I'm Adam, down for. The, I'm down for my uh, into, technology know, overlords. Society. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the if government, it makes your life so much better. They've been they track every like you ever you ever like want to watch a porno that you saw before, but you can't remember what it was, and you just like spend a bunch of time like looking for it. You guys ever do that? <laughs> you should just call the CIA <laughs> or the and just ask them like, hey, what was that thing I jacked off to uh, two and a half months ago? And then they're like, oh yeah, let me just pull it up. <laughs> Sadly, they have three hundred things to choose from, but uh, it was a busy month. <laughs> okay, yeah, just Dropbox it to me. A lot of anxiety <laughs> that month. <laughs> wow. So yeah, they, these headphones are fucked. What are they not just working? Just got them, so you hear that they're buzzing. I'm at. Sadly, I'm gonna have to go to my fucking skull candy headphones. This is fucking a tragedy. Yeah. So uh, Victor has no thoughts on skull candy. We discussed this before recording. Yes. I don't know. You get what you pay for, right? Aren't they like cheap headphones? No, yeah. the ones I the ones I was shitting on last week yeah. were very cheap. These were actually expensive back when I bought them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how much like uh, how much you can can you expect from a brand called Skull Candy? It's like, all right, what was that like? That sounds like a hot topic item. <laughs> <It> really <laughs> yeah, does. <Skull> candy. <laughs> Speaking of hot topic, 
So we talked about Jinkos last yes. week. So some people have had embarrassing fads that oh, they, yeah. that they uh, oh, lumped onto. Dan <laughs> and Mark both admitted to being uh, Jinkos owners. What is yeah. a Jinko? Jeans that were popular back in the late 90s. They were like the huge wide legs and everything. Oh, okay. Like okay. absurdly huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have any worse, embarrassing everything was tight. fashion decisions? Huh. Um, Other than the haircuts you've had ever since I met you? Are you oh, you're going to make fun of my hair? <laughs> yeah, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> this guy's got jokes about uh, people balding at a certain age. And, oh, it's like this son of a bitch. Got his hair. People yeah. keep the yucking balls, it up. The balls <laughs> yeah. of Adam to be making fun of haircuts. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can you... make fun of hair because I've earned it. Yeah, who do you think you have on the podcast? Zod? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fucked up. <laughs> he won't return my calls. <laughs> uh, man, what, what fucked up? You know what? I just started wearing a chain. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that in a couple of years. A chain or a chain wallet? Not a chain wallet, you know. <laughs> oh, that's a little two very different things. Yeah, there's a guy, uh, Rich Williams. He everybody oh, yeah. makes fun of his. We've chain had Rich wallet. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's before my time. I what? believe Rich Williams coming on. Oh yeah, that was a little bit yeah. more. Oh, were you not like an original host of this podcast? No, no. Oh, okay, all right. Like, all right. That makes sense. <laughs> so I'm they on the opposite end of middle age. So I'll be kicking off soon. So. Yeah, so we got we had to even out the ages. Yeah, this used to be called uh, No Country for Old Mark and Juan. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was oh, and then they got times. a man. And then we rebranded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then things started working out better for people. Like, we need somebody we can shit on nonstop. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what it turned into. Yeah. This fucking guy. Are you that guy, like, in the group? Are you the guy that's just, like, always shit on? No. Oh, okay, okay. That, I, I didn't take you as that guy. No, that, no, that's, that's funny because I talked to Amber and Marte yesterday, and Amber was like, "What can I line up for Adam this month?" And I was like, "Go for it." Yeah. So we were trying to come up with. Well, I was I was not involved oh, in these conversations, <laughs> but they were coming up with way, like marketing ideas. Yeah. So they had like Travel Tuesday or what was your thing? Some complimentary Mark Mondays, Juan Wednesdays, and Sad Adam Saturdays. Sad yeah. Adam Saturdays. <laughs> like, why is mine Sad Adam Saturdays? Yeah. Why was mine sad? I like, I had no idea. Like, Amber decision. was like, I see all these pictures of Adam, and he's never smiling, so he's sad. That's so just like, my face. Okay, that's what we Sounds call cool. it, man. We call it <laughs> Sad Adam Day. Sad Adam Day. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say this: I can't think of anything like any specific bad fashion things that I did, but I, my, all my clothes were used to be too big. Like, like until I was like 25, all my clothes were too big. I would wear a size up and then, uh, it would, I mean, I already looked like a child. So even, so back then I would always look like I was just wearing my dad's clothes. <laughs> These would be clothes that I would pick out for myself. And, uh, so I don't know. I think that, I think that just came from having like uh, I think my parents expected too much out of me. Like they expected <laughs> me to be bigger. And mm-hmm. so I'm literally trying to like, like fill their expectations. <laughs> <laughs> in my clothes. So, uh, sorry. Yeah. It didn't turn out to be a medium. I'm an adult small. So. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> adult small. Is that like an oxymoron? Adult small. Yeah, yeah I guess. So. At least in America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. in America, an adult medium is an oxymoron. Exactly. Everybody's an adult fat here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the day that I stopped wearing mediums and started wearing larges. It was a yeah. sad moment. I'm getting dangerously close to having to go to an extra large. I need to lose some, some LBs around the torso for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Says the thinnest co-host here. 
Yeah, that, that well, that's not really, you know, <laughs> not really saying a whole lot there. One time, uh, one time I was trying to buy jeans and then I was at like Express trying to buy jeans. And then I asked the guy if he had my size. At the time, I was like a 28 or 29. He goes, No, but baby gap is around the corner. Uh, I was like, Oh, geez. And I was like, I was like 17, 18 at the time. So. I didn't even have anything to say. Like I just got my feelings hurt at a fucking express store. So, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was the highlight of that guy's life. Just be able to throw that burn out. Dude, I was like, I, he burned me so bad. I thought about going home and like writing an email <laughs> oh <my laughs> to express. God. To be like, hey. <laughs> I had that happen, but it was worse. It was at the fucking uh, carnival. I'm like 13 years old. I'm still too short to ride shit. All my friends yeah. are riding. Dude, this guy fucking broke me. You little shit. You're just too small. Go home. I'm like, fuck, man. Oh, <laughs> fucking, man, that's I don't want to cry in front of my friends and shit, but damn. <laughs> were, you, were you a short kid? Oh, super short. I was like, in high school, I'm only 5'2". So, yeah. my oh, okay. Yeah, my highest day, sir. Everyone else's lowest. <laughs> when kids go, oh, I'm tall as you, whatever. My kids uh, like, that's no fucking goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's okay, man. I'm short, too. It's fine. At what age were you fully, like, 5'2"? Oh, eighth grade, maybe. Okay, well, at least you got there relatively quickly, right? Yeah, there was a moment where I was almost standard, and then it just went downhill. <laughs> okay, did you have the same problem as me to where, like, uh, like Too you much go pussy? through your teenage years where you're like, come on, puberty, let's get these extra inches, and it just never came? It never came, but I never gave a fuck. Thank okay. God. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, in, high, in college, and like, it's going to happen for you. Shut the fuck up. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. Yeah, I feel like uh I feel like that's the way to be because like I was I always felt like I'm just on the edge of like being able to like fuck harder girls. But <laughs> so I just I, I'm just hanging on You to think that you're home. on the edge? <laughs> hey, you'd be hey, you'd be surprised. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just holding on, but but it, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. When I was growing up, I just wanted to be six foot. That was all I wanted in the yeah. world. I prayed at night uh to my Christian God uh to let me be six foot. Didn't happen. That's why you're yeah. agnostic. Yeah. <laughs> it crushed my faith. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I really wanted. Uh, for me, I wanted to play basketball, and then like it just. Oh, I, I just gave up oh. early on the sports and went for pussy. That, that I realized early on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a personality. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to get pussy is uh, give up on sports early. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell my boys. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to be around just swinging at balls, man. If you know, <laughs> if you know physically, sports are out of the cards. It would be a smart move to get like to start learning guitar, or drums, or something where you could be into music or something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I guess Sorry, I just never know. thought that way. <laughs> well, that, that's the that's the shitty thing about like being quote-unquote funny or whatever it's like oh i could have also been athletic and funny it's like they're not exclusive they're basketball players who are funnier than me who's the most athletic funny like of the funniest people in houston name me the most athletic one that doesn't exist uh yeah matthew broussard well he's he's the most successful one anymore yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good. <laughs> he was he? Does, he seem, does he seem athletic to you? Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah. 
maybe a swimmer or a rower. I can't see him playing any organized team. Yeah, sports. He, he was like a he was like a swimmer. He was like a competitive swimmer. His girlfriend was like an his girlfriend is an Olympian. Really? Yeah, she was an Olympic swimmer. Oh, hmm. yeah. So does she have swimmer's body? It's a thing. Swimmer's body? Mm-hmm. What is that? It's where you get like a little boxy frame from like, because it's a huge, it's a rigorous workout. Yeah. yeah so you yeah, build yeah. out muscles that you wouldn't in any other sport. That is like, that is like a very intense workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, weird people are swimmers. Like weird you see, people? Yeah. If you like ever talk to somebody and they're talking about they were an athlete in high school, you can tell when they're swimmers. Like, we're sorry. That's what the first thing I thought of was like, no, not a football player, not a basketball player. This dude's a swimmer. Like it's some individual sport. I think he would agree to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, some truth to that. It's one of those things where like, don't date horse girls because they're a little bit weird too. So yeah, that's the thing. I once dated someone who was a swimmer and a horse girl. Oh, God. <laughs> it didn't work out? Didn't work out. I think that your personality might have had a factor in there. It wasn't just the fact that she was a... a Actually, that's another thing that's a truism with uh, horseback riding. Mm -hmm. Homeschool kids love horseback riding. Yeah. I don't get it. So he was homeschooled as well. But I hated horseback riding still. Me too. Like we did, I did it for like uh, six months. Hated it. But my sister did it for several years. Oh Oh, yeah. You guys were both, you you were homeschooled. Right. Right. right, Yeah. yeah, 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 I remember that. Uh, why, why do you think the, there's a correlation between them and horses? You think horses like represent being free? I, no, I think it, I, I think it's something like old times. God, I wish like I could get old out times. of here. Oh yeah, yeah. Plus, it's like most homeschoolers are like suburban settings to where you could actually even have that as an option. Yeah, like right. if you're like living in downtown Houston, it's not it's happen. not it's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Um, plus, they have time. Yeah. So they have you know, during the day they can go do this these activities where most people. Just, Horseback riding is not even an option. I don't like, uh, uh, I don't know. I you don't, don't like, like I, I don't like horses. I don't I like, like animals. Yeah, like, me I, could, I have to pretend to like them, but like, I could give a fuck. Like I could watch, you know, I could watch a horse get hit by a car. I wouldn't feel it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like I could watch a horse explode. And I'd, and I'd like, you might have something dead inside I'm you. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I was immediately picturing like, what am I myself to be doing again. I forgot. Centering up on a this? horse with my truck, and I was like, "Ooh, God!" Look, <laughs> I don't love animals, but I don't hate them. I don't hate them either. I, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I just don't. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I would have said I'm like neutral. I could. Yeah, I would have said like, like I could see somebody eating a steak, no problem. Yeah. No, you go straight to. I could see them get plowed into by eighteen wheeler, and I feel nothing. That's, yeah. there's some psycho shit right there. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Animals are the skull candy of living beings. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I, was like, I, don't have, I don't have an opinion on them. Yeah. <laughs> I co-sign that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You guys ever kill an animal? Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fishing. Yeah. That counts. I suppose I've, yeah. I've ran over a few animals and I shot a dog. Well, I'm talking about like with your bare hands. Not with <laughs> my bare hands. I've shot Jesus some, Christ. I've shot some animals, but I've never killed anything other than insects with my bare hands. I killed a chicken. I feel like we're in an episode of uh, mine hunters. Here. <laughs> <laughs> He's just admitting hey, no to it all. Hunters, so we got to start season three right here. That's good. Good point. It's a shame. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Show. I, yeah Kill I, this I, chicken. Please. I, I felt I, it was a rush. Is it like, I get it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I get serial killing. Now I'm not going to do it, but I get it. Like, it's, and this all started around the tender age of seven, right? It was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> 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 couple How'd you weeks kill ago, it? I nothing. You I choke it? My, 
I think my heart rate elevated a little bit and that was it. <laughs> Where did you do this? My backyard. <laughs> Why was there a chicken in your backyard? Uh, my dad had a couple of chickens and then one of them like got injured and uh, okay. I was like, all right, I'll just kill it. How'd you kill it? What you do is um, you, you hold it, you hold it sort of like by your waist mm-hmm. so it's secure and then you, you, it's sort of like you're milking a cow, but you're it's also around the chicken's that. neck. And then um, so it's you're holding it by your waist and then you just like twist and yank at the same time. Like like you're unsheathing like a samurai sword. You know, you guys know about that. And you just like whack. And then uh, you know, it's supposed to be the humane way of killing uh, chicken. And uh, so yeah. He used two points of reference that I have no idea what it's like. Mm-hmm. Never milked a cow, don't know what that's like. And I certainly have never unsheathed a samurai sword. I've been both. <laughs> Fair enough. But you you know the motion. Yeah, yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah. I've watched know the motion. Yeah, John Belushi's SNL characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so uh, it was supposed to be the humane way to kill a chicken, but like I don't think I did it right. I don't think I did it hard enough. And so uh, <laughs> you know, it's like squirming, and I didn't know if it was like dead or if it you know it's just the neural pathway still firing. Right. And so I, I did it like four more times. Jeez. And then he came. <laughs> yeah, so that's called choking the chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the French, they actually they considered just yanking their neck really hard before they picked the guillotine as the most uh, humane way to kill people. That's not commonly known. No, there's no fucking way that's more humane than just chopping its head off. And why are we well, talking yeah, about this? Yeah, I mean, like chopping its head off would be quick and easy it would be no it would be quicker it wouldn't be easier because now you got to clean up all that fucking blood so now it's just laziness is what you're, you're exposing <laughs> yeah, yourself it was a good compromise yeah. <laughs> it was a humane compromise it was a halfway point <laughs> yeah i was putting it out of its misery i got points for that you know did like, you eat this chicken Nah, i threw it in the trash <laughs> <laughs> Biodegradable, I guess. <laughs> it must be. Yeah, I can't really complain. I'm throwing away all these plastic bottles. So. Yeah, you. Monster. Who's the real monster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that still haunting you? I, I, that came up unprovoked. The chicken thing? Yeah. No, I don't. I, don't, I never thought twice about it. Like, I, like I, I killed that chicken. I didn't bring it up for the rest of the day. Like, I went out and had a regular ass night, and I'd never even brought it up. It Did wasn't you shake even. Any a, hands? It wasn't even an afterthought. <laughs> like, I, it was like doing the dishes. I just got it done. And I'm like, all right, the deed is done. <laughs> How can you <laughs> utilize that? Somebody's listening, of- going like, I need someone to whack someone. I'm gonna find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So this is the the movie that's going to be written about his life. It's like started out with a chicken. <laughs> he knew he's going to be your rare blend of comedian assassin. <laughs> I don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel sick. I don't feel like a psychopath or anything. It's yeah, it's like, an animal. Yeah, it's, it's an animal that's farmed. Like it's, that's something you would do on a farm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think people, I don't think it's you. I don't think it's humane to be too into animals because it's like, uh, that's not our nature. Mm-hmm. Right. It always irks me. It really does. People who are like, they will step over a homeless person to go like take care of a dog. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is another human being that's got you know feelings, has right. the capability for speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're just like, your yeah. big thing is pets. I'm like, well, let's take care of all the humans first before. I'm not saying being bad to animals, but let's yeah, take. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, Why does your dad have a bunch of chickens? 
didn't everybody have a pandemic project? <laughs> you know, my dad, he's got an accent. He's not going to start a podcast. He just built the farm. I <laughs> just got four chickens for about a month. And then he was like, ah. he lives in a studio apartment. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he just got tired of them. He's like, son, kill him. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's not what happened. But, uh, yep. They're all gone now. All of them. They're all only gone. one was hurt. Uh, they didn't want him to suffer without their friend. Yeah. <laughs> so the other, I killed them all. You know, what's, you know, what's crazy is after I killed that one, the other chickens were like afraid of me. Well, understandable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, they, they look dumb. So like, I didn't think that they would process what was going on. You know? Like on the intelligence level, like chickens, I feel like are just a step above fish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I would agree. Yeah. So tiny know, little brains. I didn't think that, I didn't think that they would process it in front of me, you know? Well, if a fish is seeing another fish getting stabbed, I don't think it would. I don't, well, fish are the dumbest of the yeah, of yeah. the creatures. I think. Yeah. I think I, I think I could fuck a fish in front of another fish, and then like the, that fish wouldn't even process it. It would just. <laughs> what what is the happening? fuck? <laughs> I think we're getting to know. Uh, <laughs> why are you not bringing this to the stage? This is gold material right here. <laughs> Nobody would be on board. Nobody would be on board. No, no way. That's the thing. That's the thing I don't like about stand up is you have to cater to what the audience perceives you as. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. We were talking about that. Yeah. It's like I feel like there's a big disconnect between what I can get away with on stage and what and how I actually feel, mm-hmm. which a lot of times is nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know. I go on stage. I gotta be like, "Oh, hey, everybody, look at me! I'm a fucking uh, uh, Twinkie, uh, fucking <laughs> And then everybody's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, haha! That's what we thought. That's what we pegged you as." But as soon as like I start talking like how I am in real life, everybody's like, oh, "Okay, this guy's uh, this guy's uh, on edge." Do you have any examples? <laughs> um, I mean, what are you talking about? Where you where you tried side? something that was just who you are? It wasn't playing towards what people would perceive you uh, didn't work. Let's see. Well, last night I was making fun of Joe Biden's stutter. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't You're telling like me that. that political humor didn't get the nuance was lost on people these days. Oh yeah. Okay. That's fair. What did I say? Oh yeah. Uh, I was talking with this person and then I was like making fun of his stutter. I was like criticizing his stutter. And then, and I voted for Joe Biden, you know, Mm -hmm. and she was like, you know, uh, a stutter is actually a disability. It's a disability. So if you're making fun of a stutter, that actually makes you an ableist. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I wanted a president who's able. (laughs) That's one of the qualifications. You got to be 35, not a racist and able. But there should be a cutoff point on the other end. Above 80? No. What, What the fuck? Above 75, forget yeah, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. above 70. I'd say that across all political spectrums Senate, Congress, Judge, yeah. Supreme Court. Yeah. If you're over, I would say 77 just to be generous because some yeah. people do age more gracefully than others. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's a fact of life. You, you know, know, you know what the rule should be? It shouldn't be a hard age. It should be that all, uh, all elected officials have to drive themselves everywhere. So once they reach an age to where they they uh, can't drive effectively, either they'll retire or they'll just die in an accident. Yeah. Plus, they should have to understand the the fucking annoyance of everyday life. Yeah. If you're yeah. just like in your looking at your reports while you're having somebody drive you around everywhere, cook for you all the time. Yeah. You don't understand what real life is. They need to take. They need to make it to where like it's 
take the cash, like the incentive, the money making ability yeah, away I mean, from politics. Cause like it's a cushy life. Like why yeah, wouldn't they, why would they ever want to leave? Well, so many people there have just lost touch with reality of what yeah. it is for Like, did you see what Andrew Yang was saying on CNN? No. Why, why oh, the yeah, working yeah. class we, hasn't I voted th- Democrat? I told you about that. You yeah. son of a bitch. You didn't Wait, no, me about I, that. I, I just Dan found that. that and then I thought I need to talk to Adam about that on Tuesday. For sure. Yeah. Wait, what I was, happened? I thought he had a great point. Yeah. It is a great point. I'll say this. I completely agree with him. I don't know what he said, but he looks like me. So I just agree with him. No, he didn't look anything like you. He's way tall. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a dick. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks Juan. Thank you, man. Thanks for But much like you, he has no emotions. So he's got, he's got that going for you. I, I think he has the most empathy, Andrew. I think he uh I agree. Yeah, he's got his he's got his finger on the pulse of uh the people, I think. He does. Yeah. I think he really does. It's a shame. Like if he had still been in it, uh, who was I it might have been Dan or somebody I was talking to about this. If he had still been in the running when COVID hit, I think his chances would have gone way up because a lot of the stuff he was talking about, I mean, obviously uh, universal basic income is more about people who are just, there's part of, they're going to get sucked under the skill gap to where their jobs are going to go away. Yeah. But what happened? So many jobs went away mm-hmm. and he was just more practical about solutions. It was much more seemed like going across the aisle Yeah. and it wasn't left versus right necessarily. He just seemed like practical solutions and having empathy for everyday yeah. people. As when you go too far right, people are like, fuck them, learn to code or right. whatever. And that's just not practical. You can't just churn people up like that. Yeah. He, he was the most modern uh, candidate, I felt that's, like. And that's yeah. so important whenever you're planning a s- successful society is yeah. having somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Like you see these meetings where they're bringing in like Facebook and <laughs> Instagram and they're asking yeah. them questions. Clearly, they're out of touch. They have no yeah, idea what. Yeah. All of the debates should have been held by Zoom, and like the candidates have to figure out how to make an account and log in themselves. Yes. <laughs> and if they can't do that, then they don't get to debate. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. that's a good, that's a good plan. We're, at least, you no, know, we're not getting anything. Uh, we're not diving at all into Victor's uh, history <laughs> or his comedy skills, but we are solving problems, mm-hmm. which oh, is yeah. more important. Yeah, we're just, just here to solve America's problems. Yeah. The other thing Anyways. that goes along with that should be all voting should be done online. Oh, that's fine. It'd be instantaneous. There would be no oh, questions about fraud. I yeah, guarantee you, like after this election style. cycle, huh? vote yeah. now and then everybody votes and then we fucking find out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like American Idol. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But after this election cycle, all Republicans are going to fight tooth and nail to make sure oh, that, that yeah. nothing gets easier. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we had the biggest uh, out like uh, voting ever. Yeah. And it uh, didn't work out the way that, that they wanted that they wanted it. Right. So yeah, that's, they're gonna fight that like crazy. Yeah, it was like record turnout. Mm-hmm. What would they say? Like more people voted for Biden than any presidential candidate ever. Yeah, well, you know, it's number two, Donald Trump. That's what I, that's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. I was like, this isn't a win. For- I hate when they do those bullshit statistics. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sports taught me that statistics are bullshit. Yeah, they yeah. are. Because it's always some like inflated some bullshit that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I do a joke about that. It works about half the time. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm doing it. But uh, in your <laughs> capable hands. <laughs> but yeah, I do that joke. It's like um, the baseball. Well, I don't need to go into it. Never mind. Um, Please tell us your bad joke. That well, doesn't what's, work. what's the gist of it? What's the, gist the gist of it is like people, like, uh, announcers had to make up statistics because they had to fill like, three and a half hours with the baseball. Oh yeah. Uh, so like, and I want to use that same logic to, to make up my sexual statistics. Yeah. It's where you like, cherry pick different things. He's like, I'm the best lover in the world. 
when this, this, and this lines up. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, it's right. fun. Oh yeah, that'd be good. That'd be funny. Yeah, it was. It's a good time. So, how did you get into to comedy? How did you, you clearly were growing up destined to be a chicken killer, but then you <laughs> took a weird veer for a couple of years and went into comedy. How did that come about? Uh, I don't know, man. I just always liked it growing up. I never thought of like doing it. Like before I started doing comedy, I didn't even know like where to do it. I didn't know comedy clubs were a thing. I didn't know how people became comedians. I was just like, uh, I don't know, just always liked it. <clears throat> and I think my freshman year of college, I was just like depressed. I think that was the most depressed I've ever been in my life. Really? And uh, you go to U of H? Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, that's right. The Whiskey Brothers uh-huh. did a podcast at U of H. And uh, I was taking like a poli sci class. And uh, I, w- I could get extra credit by watching their pocket by attending their live podcast what yeah so i so i watched and then um uh they were talking about doing open mics in houston i was like oh shit okay i'll do that mm-hmm. and then uh, i was i'm actually on that episode uh because they brought students up to like ask questions for the whiskey brothers and they're like playing some fucking game and then uh so yeah I'm on, i said something lame but you mm-hmm. know I'm funnier than half of them so <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious to hear the half that he doesn't think he's funnier than yeah which, which names? No, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so then I started doing stand up in college, and then I just uh, just took over my life, and that's what I've been doing now. You know, yeah. I wonder. So I'm on the fence on whether it's ruined my life or it's like kept me from uh, being a total like psychopath. Well, I, if you'd asked me that like an hour ago, I'd say, no, it's, it's probably, uh, <laughs> ruined your life. Or, but now I'm thinking that it's kept you from being a psychopath. <laughs> and in, with COVID happening, that's dangerously, uh, capable of swipping that, flipping that switch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think I would have been like an addict or something because I think that's why I dove so hard into stand-up is because I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I found that early instead of like really getting hammered every night or like really, you know, doing hard drugs because I think that would have just became my personality. Right. Yeah. So, well, who knows? That's why I feel like addictive person. I don't have addictive personality. At least I don't think like at all. Uh, and I know a lot of people who do. Yeah, and I feel like if if you tune it the right way or you like point it the right way, it could be a huge asset. Because like when yeah. I like when I get off work, I'm just like, all right, I just want to do nothing for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. As where people who are like, oh, God, I got to be doing this, I got to be doing that, they have that kind of energy that's you can't fake. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, I get very antsy, mm-hmm. um, but that's just because you know I want to be doing stand up and. Uh, I don't know. The, the pandemic was hard it was when we couldn't be doing anything. Mm-hmm. And there was a huge adjustment period. Um, and I think I was really irritable because it's like a scr- uh, an itch that you can't scratch, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I don't know. So you, you got to find other outlets. That's what podcasting or. Yeah. Or I started writing, chickens. huh? Killing chickens. Yeah. yeah. I started <laughs> playing a lot of video games again. Cause mm-hmm. that's what I was into before doing stand up. Right. And like, I've always, I would always be, heavily attached like one thing like in middle school it was like video games and then later it became uh, like all through high school uh, i played tennis and i was like uh i would go hard mm-hmm. like I, I would practice every day after school for hours be the last person on the court saturdays i would go i would wake up early and practice from like like nine to like four 
on uh-huh. the weekends. And it's just like, and you enjoyed constantly it? Thinking about it. And I enjoyed it. And just because yeah. that's how my personality is. I like, I just fucking, you know, deep dive into things. That's like I said, that can be an asset. Have you ever tried golf? No. Oh, you need to get into that now. But I know, I know I would be. While you're it. relatively young. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's fun. It's great exercise. Good fun. But yeah. uh, you can do it. So you Guys, said, girls, whoever. You said you're into video games. We did an episode on best five, worst five video games. Quick fire. What's your favorite five video games? Favorite five video games? Uh, the ones that I have like the most attachment to, I'll say uh, Fallout 4 was okay. a big one for me. Um, you guys remember Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That, that was, was a good, a good game, one. Yeah. That was a great one. Like At the time, that was like a revolutionary game. Like yeah. They're still using that fucking swing yep. model even in today's games. Yeah. Uh, that one. Uh, what are some other big ones I used to play? Uh, Mass Effect. I remember I got really wrapped up in those games. Our brother was obsessed with that game. That was yeah. my number one. Uh, yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Those were good. I was a, I never had an Xbox. So Halo wasn't a big thing for me. I hate Halo. Always have. You don't like Halo? Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, and then COD. God, you know, even mm. though it's it's like the most ubiquitous game, it's like, yeah. Uh, I've sunk a lot of hours. Yeah. You can that. get lost in it, especially yeah. when you, I don't know how uh, people play uh, Battle Royale. That's like, watching paint dry for me yeah but call of duty where you're playing like a death match or whatever i could that was one game i could say has some of the best replayability because yeah. it's just it's just like a sport basically yeah yeah. yeah you can sort of like shut off your mm-hmm. brain and uh like regular multiplayer mm-hmm. you know because you die it's like whatever five seconds later you're back in but right. battle royale it's like it's like gambling it feels like gambling you know yeah so you, you're you're just playing for that big payoff at the end, like the. You know, I'm too big, impatient for that, though. Yeah, me too. I have like ADHD, so I'll me just too, yeah. zone out in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't uh, know. Hey, maybe I'm not talking about. It. Maybe it's just the ADHD. Yeah, maybe. The, yeah, I've maybe. heard. I've heard a symptom of ADHD is that uh, uh, you you end up not having the appropriate emotion at the right time. That's called autism. no yeah that makes sense yeah my wife has that she laughs at every funeral it's like oh my god (laughs) what What is the bare naked lady song yeah she does that shit she laughs at funerals because that's her like reaction and people like get pissed off does your wife have adic or autism uh both (laughs) oh okay all right (laughs) no she has adhd though yeah, I was, like, I, I was like, I did not know that. I was like, I've <laughs> met her. I don't think so. No. She got ADHD like a motherfucker, though. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting, man. <laughs> she laughs at funerals. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. the The best times to laugh, like the biggest laughs, are whenever you're not supposed to be laughing. Yeah, like a funeral or like church. You know, when you're a kid, like in church. Oh. Oh yeah. hell yeah, man! Yeah, where yeah, it builds the, up and you just can't. Stop. Yeah, when the priest is tickling you behind the, <laughs> oh my God. Behind uh, the, the best thing. of times, and it's like I know I'm not supposed to be laughing, but goddamn, this, this, this priest got jokes. <laughs> I'll tell you this: so I used to be big into video games when I was younger. Yeah, uh, and uh, I don't know if it's just part of getting older. I the and there's people who are older than me that still play video games all the time, uh, and I think it's ADHD related. It's like it can't hold my attention anymore. Same. And it's, it's a shame because it's a, it's a decent waste of time because there's <laughs> some skill building or so, like in Call of Duty, there's a social aspect if you're playing with buddies. 
But for me, I'm just like, I, it does not hold my attention like it used to, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel, man. Like, uh, I hate games. Like, uh, they're so intricate and like big, like like Red Dead Redemption, or like there was a PlayStation game like called like Dark Horizon, or yeah. Something. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like this shit. I feel like I'm doing chores. <laughs> that's what I was just saying about the the God of War game, which you would think would be like a hacking slashing like action game. Yeah. And I started playing it and it's like, Oh, okay. You got to level up your fucking shield. Yeah. And I have get... to love this kid. Yeah. And it's like, well, I clearly <laughs> that for you would not work out. So. <laughs> the, That's right. Killing part right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck kids. But, uh, I think that, so red dead, grand theft auto, that's kind of my level of, I need enough action and a little bit of story to keep me going. Yeah. But that's, then again, I haven't played, I, played that years ago now it seems like not that long ago yeah and it's too nothing slow. holds my attention like, like oh that my anymore God, what do i gotta go to the store and pick up fucking cabbage yeah it's like jesus christ zelda it was another one like that it's mm-hmm. like, i get it it's pretty but it's yeah. like give me something to fucking do like i got you know i'm high i have anxiety i need <laughs> <laughs> give me a task you know whoop up, whoop up on somebody but. so you're kind of, comedy wise Clearly, you you get consistent laughs more than more than most, but you feel like you're tapping into the, the stereotypes. I don't think I don't uh, picture it. Like no, that. not always. I mean, I I try not to, but then mm. you know, whenever I'm bombing, it's like it's like all right, I know what these motherfuckers want, <laughs> and it's like oh. <laughs> you know, my dad is like this. And you know, that, that was fucking, I, I actually don't have a lot of those jokes, but I, that's how I feel whenever I'm doing jokes about being Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they're not hacky, I'm not, I'm not up there doing like, uh, Oh, my mom's Filipino. My dad's something else. So, you know, that makes me, I'm not doing that shit. Mm-hmm. But anytime I'm just talking about my ethnicity to appease the crowd, mm-hmm. it feels like I'm being hacky. And that's what I don't like. Like you, you got, know? like you're being their clown. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it just feels weird because like uh, I don't get to do what I want to do, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a, a quote, factor. Unquote, artist, I hate calling, I hate comparing comedy to art, but it's like it Why? feels like a sell, huh? It is completely. It sounds pretentious. Yeah, it does sound pretentious, but it's that doesn't make it not true. But it's like, what other word would you use for it? It is. I, I it's not exactly entertainment. I mean, it's a factor, but it's a, a creative process that you're having to create something out of nothing. It's an artistic aspect to that. Yeah. Forming words. Like, how is it any different than a poem? You're not or, wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's just like, it just feels pretentious to call it that. I mean, I hate calling it that. Yeah. But I mean, you go ahead because. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, art, the artist is supposed to have some sort of integrity and like, I know what is good. So just trust me. Right. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. I feel like, so, I, I get what you're saying. And, but isn't that part of your lived experience? Like that's what makes you, you is it's one thing or another. Like if I were to like tell, do comedy and not address, and like, I eventually, I hope to get to that point. Yeah. But early on I'm writing low hanging fruit for kind of what makes sense as yeah. I, before I get those chops where your performance is good enough to where you can go anywhere, talk about anything and people are, st- you're still going to get consistent laughs. Like you do have like crutches where it's like, okay. Talk yeah. about being bald. Talk about having a red red beard, stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
But they're not. Uh, they're not bad because they're not bad jokes. Mm-hmm. It's just like it just feels weird because you feel like you're doing it because you have to. You're right. doing it. You ha- and you have to because that's what you know this crowd wants. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, like I didn't start doing stand up to fucking like do what I have to. Right. <laughs> I, I did it for the opposite so I could get away from everything that I'm supposed to do. You know. I think that your the way you come across and like I said I, I, I'm. But we we both talked. This would be interesting to talk about because we both talked about this. Right, it's like how you feel you're perceived by the audience. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because like I've I've been told, and like I said, this more from comics. Like you have like so much tension. Like you look like you're angry, or you look about to explode. Your shoulders are all tight, stuff like that. I have strangers, people who come up to me like. Like, man, uh, you need to get him like a massage. You seem a little tense. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is it just like on my shoulder? So I yeah. think that people, whenever they see me walk on stage, they're like, they're expecting some kind of like uh, anger or frustration, some kind of a rant. If I went up there and was like, life's, you know, gumdrops and rainbows, I don't think people would buy it. Right. Plus my... But you're also not like that. No, yeah. not at all. But I'm also not super angry. Like I'll have yeah. like, I'll, I have more energy whenever I'm talking about something that's frustrating right. than when I talk about most things, but still it's like, I'm a pretty relaxed person in, in general mm-hmm. and the voice doesn't help at all. Like somebody, I'm very <laughs> monotone and there's nothing I can do about that. Like if I were to try to like change my voice, I'm 35 years old. It's not changing. Okay. And like, I don't know what I can do about that. So I thought you maybe mean like a chain smoke. Start, start. Yeah, start sounding like yeah. the raspy factor. Yeah, I can show you the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it's also not being, that's just doing things to, on the surface, change change my voice or who I am. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, so I kind of have to rely on, other than the bald stuff, the red beard stuff, like I'm a very blank canvas when I go on stage because my energy level is kind of low. My voice is not super animated. My face is not animated. Yeah. So I have to rely on jokes the best I can because I can't give you anything else. There's nothing else that I can. I'm not. I can't fake it. Is basically what right. I'm saying. Well, how long have you been doing stand up? About two years. Two years. Okay. Well, like I'm still. I'm. I feel like I'm still developing too. Mm-hmm. You know, but I realize is like the longer I do it, the more you kind of grow into yourself on stage, mm-hmm. right? Like you know, I'm not very animated, but I I've definitely gotten more uh i have more presence on stage than i when i did now uh before Mm -hmm. and uh that just happens naturally because you get a natural confidence from something that's becoming second nature to you sure so i mean it's it's good to actively be thinking about that stuff because you know that means like you're self-critiquing and working to improve but also like that stuff will just come naturally Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah i don't know I feel like, uh, yeah, like I feel when I get on stage based off of my appearance, uh, I think people expect me to be like meek or like very self-deprecating and things like that. And uh, I I don't necessarily enjoy doing material like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't don't like whenever uh, that's what I feel like I'm forced to do on stage i guess i've never seen enough of your jokes go bad to where i can have an example of where you've tried going outside of that because I, I would assume most of your stuff is outside of that just like just then again i'm not looking at your whole your set list yeah. i mean obviously you have some self-deprecating jokes as does almost everybody well uh, i think I, I guess before you started doing stand-up that was a lot of my shtick 
mm-hmm. was I would go up there and be oh, like, oh, okay. I'm just a little boy. Uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a virgin. But I, I had like, I used to have like a, <laughs> like a two minute, three minute bit on not getting laid or like mm-hmm. being a virgin. And uh, then, then it was just like, this doesn't feel good. Like if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, I don't want to be shitting on myself for mm-hmm. my career. You know, it's like, uh, I'm not doing that. So, um, yeah, just now I make fun of people with stutters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Cause I feel like that's something <laughs> that can my definitely problem. be Let's done. About yours. Maybe it's just leaving. It's <laughs> yeah, just leaving yeah. that comfort or there should zone. At least be some sort of balance. I don't like, it's such a cop out for comics to go on stage and just, shit on themselves it's like what are you doing dude like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that gets on tv too like a lot of the comics who you know get on tv because they're self-deprecating oh i'm depressed oh i'm a i'm a piece of shit oh look at me i'm fat or i'm nerdy or whatever it's like you're on tv right now not necessarily because you're funny you're on tv because you're safe and the network knows that could put put you on and you're not going to be a problem yeah well think about it if you're like on a to say like for example like conan or something like that you got five minutes so you got you have to walk out there these people don't know you you have to go with stuff so it's either your jokes are so insanely sharp yeah that they're gonna get you outside because you're having to go against your type right away because right. people like if they're sl- like fat bald whatever like slubby if they make jokes about being slubby people see that they're a slub and it makes sense instantly yeah and if you're gonna go against yeah, that you're right the jokes can you can do it the jokes have to be really good though mm-hmm. um i feel like i feel like if if you're gonna be self-deprecating i feel like you have to be like brutal yeah you know what i mean like that that's that's what's funny to me mm-hmm. is uh like you, you can't. I don't like cute comedy, right? Like uh, yeah. trying do, to think of who does. Huh? And I feel like I I just started doing a joke to where like comedy is like porn. Like the the comics that are around it all the time, they're seeing it all the time. They're constantly having to get something darker and darker to f- hit that nerve system. As where if somebody who's not seeing it all the time, you know, a, a joke's not super super dark can still be funny. But if you watch comedies in the back of the room they're getting the biggest reactions out of something that's like really dark or like really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Cause that, cause they've seen every other joke in between and it's just like, it's no, there's no shock value anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to surprise them. Yeah. Dude, this is that's why Drew Hallway always does well with comics. It's like, yeah. he just does shit that's fucking insane. Yeah. And then the casual fans are like, what the, f- this fucking crazy. <laughs> he gets, don't get me wrong. He still does well in a lot of rooms, but yeah, comics in the back of the room are cackling because they're like this this is insane yeah or this is super super dark Dark. (laughs) do you guys have this problem where you hang out with people who aren't like in the comedy circle or whatever and then you you realize like oh my personality or sense of humor is way too uh much right now all the time yeah all the time that happens to me a lot I would say it happens from time to time, usually only whenever I'm giving an opinion on something. Uh-huh. But other than that, I can blend into the background uh, dynamically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me to not be a big presence is not hard. <laughs> like, like, if you'd ask, like, in my group of friends, so I had a core group that I hung out with primarily. Uh, I was not the most boisterous, not the yeah. not the center of attention by any stretch. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I should rephrase that. I'm not talking about in terms of like presence or energy. I'm just talking about like your sense of humor can go over the line. Yeah. Oh, even my 
that's a different, that's another weird thing. Because my group of friends were so crass and inappropriate. Uh-huh. I was the more tame person in that group. What about like, what about like coworkers or people that you're just meeting? Oh, when I, I'm around coworkers or people, I just don't make jokes at first. Me too. I don't, because I, don't I can't, because I know nine times out of 10, if I say something, they get offended. Yeah, and I'm just well, like, no, that was a joke. A and then I'm thing. like, you know, it's just better if I don't say anything until I test the water. That's how I feel too. Yeah, I don't talk at work. Yeah, like, everybody thinks I'm like uh, a, a serial, serial killer. killer. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like, I feel like, the, and this is just you know, I've been in the workforce for a long time. I feel like the best way to advance or have job security is making personal relationships at work. Which for me is not easy. Like I, I, I'm, I'm happy showing up and just doing my job. Yeah. But the people who, the happiest, the people, the most mm-hmm. successful. Like I have a friend who's king bullshitter. He can he can just yuck it up with anybody, and he's crushed it or not crushed. It, he's done really well his entire yeah. life. It's just because he's never met a stranger. People love him. So if, whenever there's people looking to make cuts or give promotions. They're like, who do I like? That's in the number one consideration. Right. And who's successful is distant second, third, fourth. Right. So I'm not I'm not a successful worker. I'm not a good worker. I'm also not a bullshitter. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just stuck, I guess. Yeah. But like when you're with your buddies, you're not bullshitting with your buddies? Oh, okay. That's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. That, no, I don't mean no, I don't mean ass kissing. Yeah, yeah. I just mean like my buddy, like he's not kissing ass when he's doing this. He's, he's like talking dude. about he's like a good dude. He's a good hang. He's a great, he's a great hang. Yeah. But that's the thing is he has no filter and he says all kinds of crazy shit. Like yeah. talking about his tiny dick or he's fat or <laughs> you know, self-deprecating. He talks about women like that he's been with. It's a lot of it's self-deprecating with him, but yeah, but he has such a good energy about it. And it's like, kind of like we're all having a good time. And it's, it's really that there are no strangers factor. Yeah. You make somebody feel comfortable right off the bat, which is really hard to do. Like it's a awesome skill to have and it would be, valuable in comedy with so much networking being a factor plus when you're on stage that kind of emanates yeah and a lot of comics off stage aren't like that and so yeah. it's weird that there's that weird disconnect and i think you talk to a lot of comics uh and they're gonna say that same thing like they're not the biggest uh uh person in the room they're not super personality they're just that weird combo of somebody who's funny enough to get a, a good amount of laughs dedicated enough to do a lot of writing yeah. and not scared enough to actually go on stage. Yeah. It's like a weird combo. And I think you learn how to turn that on and off. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, ne- like n- Nobody's the same. Well, very few people are the same off stage as they are on stage. Those people are, are also the most annoying. It's like the ones who are just on off stage. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. For sure. And they're <laughs> never good on stage. <laughs> You're not getting <laughs> paid. Shut up. <laughs> yeah it's like like nobody cares what do you have to prove what do you have to prove we mm. go on we go on stage we do our thing like i see you you suck <laughs> <laughs> i don't have anything to prove off stage <laughs> that is that's you had your chance worst <laughs> the worst in my opinion is people who have a weird mental gymnastics disconnect from what they are on stage and what they think they are on stage that is the most obnoxious People who have this big ego because they think they're crushing. Like I've seen this person over and over again suck and not get yeah. laughs, but somehow they get off stage like, oh, I think that went really well. I'm like, what? Yeah. Those guys terrify me. Those guys terrify me oh. because I'm like, am I this guy? And like, even if I'm not as bad, it's like, oh, okay. I'm just one or two degrees away from this guy. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we all like, are oh, yeah. we all a little bit delusional like if, that? If they're not listening. So I feel like I'm overly critical out of necessity, but then also like, I feel like I'm always like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. Or if I have a set where I get a couple of laughs, but a bunch of stuff doesn't get any like bombs, like yeah. I try some new stuff, it doesn't work. And I get off stage. Oh, that was good. I'm like, what the fuck? That wasn't good. Like that was okay. Like yeah. at best, like, people will try to build you up, I guess it's because they want you to feel good. But like, I have no problem being a realist about stuff like that. Uh So I don't mean, obviously I'm very low on the totem pole early on. And maybe if I start getting a little success, uh, it goes to my head, but I just can't imagine that being like that. Cause you have to aggressively ignore reality Mm -hmm. to get to that level of delusion. Yeah. Cause laugh is pretty instant feedback. Yeah. If you get it or you don't. That's what I like about stand-up is it's uh, it's instant, it's immediate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what I missed the most during uh, quarantine was just that that you you're just washed with approval every night, <laughs> you know, and then you're then all of a sudden that's taken away and you're left in your room and it's like, oh no, right? <laughs> I, I think I have now I have to deal with all of my uh, you know mental deficiencies just on my own. Yeah, I mean, not to encourage you to do more self-deprecating humor, but that's a vein to talk about right there. That's has nothing to do with uh, any stereotype or anything. It's like, yeah. But then again, that's like it's kind of opening yourself up. Like, if, and if you want to go the opposite, you would have to basically build. That's more of building a character, I think, than anything. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, like I, I feel like I started doing stand up too young because I was nineteen. So I think like. I should have developed as a person more before I started doing stand up because what it what ended up happening was is uh, now I just use stand up to uh like run away from my problems. You know, like just to shore up the holes in my uh you know, personality or like uh my emotional health. Mm-hmm. I just plug stand up into it and then whenever it was taken away, it was like, "Oh fuck." You know. <laughs> There's yeah. there like the foundations crumbling. Right. Well, you there's know, mold. The, there's mold in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like anything where you have so I'm constantly busy doing something or another or not necessarily busy like I'm inter, I'm constantly distracting myself with YouTube videos, sports, yeah. stand up, like whatever. It's where you never really stop and sit there and think about the future or where you are in life, stuff like that. It's only whenever you're quiet that, that you have time to think about that. Think about, yeah. so people don't never really dwell on anything life-wise until they're forced to stop. And like COVID is the ultimate force to stop. So yes. people are like sitting there and then quiet. I mean, there's something to be said that there's a good amount of quiet is good for your brain. Too much quiet Depending on your your outlook, I think it has a lot to do with outlook. There's people who are glass half full, glass half empty. So maybe the glass half full people are handling COVID a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if you have nothing but time to think and and you're dwelling on the negative, it's going to have a snowball effect. I think so, man. I think yeah. I, I think I started a spiral for a minute there. Uh, mm-hmm. During quarantine, probably around the time when I was killing animals. <laughs> <laughs> that might, hopefully that was the peak. <laughs> but yeah, I like I, I broke up with my girlfriend. I was out, you know, doing some other shit that typically I was not doing when mm. I was doing stand up. And then, you know, I thought like uh, when I was 
I don't know. I, I think the pandemic just really got to me. The quarantine really got to me. And I didn't notice it until later. And so now when I look back and I was like, oh, I was probably under a lot of stress, but I just didn't feel it at the time. But my actions uh, point towards that, I think. Yeah. All the worst decisions I've ever made uh, in my life is when I was like a real low point. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a, it's a guaranteed thing. If you're a low point, you... You have lash like, out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's lash out. You don't think about long term stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know. It's it's fucking chemical. It's what, what people are. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, would you have any hobbies outside of uh, of comedy? And uh, I was doing jujitsu for a while. You guys are actually really close to my old gym, um, but I stopped because I'm poor. And then, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, stand up is pretty much. All I had. <laughs> you didn't have friends outside of stand-up? I had friends outside of stand-up, but, well, that's the good thing about the pandemic is when stand-up shut down, I got to reconnect with all my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I feel like you've felt this. Like, once you started doing stand-up, that's, like, that was your new friend group. Yeah, it's right? what you want to do. It's who you hang out with. Yeah, it's, and, and it's not because, of, like, I'm abandoning anybody. It's just, like, those are the people you're around the most. Mm-hmm. So those are the people who are more prominent in your lives. Um, so it was nice to, you know, spend more time with my old friends but uh yeah i don't know well, i would say like this during this time i have thought about like i need to start doing something else that's outside of stand-up outside of work some kind of like charity or something everyone i talk to like what's like the it's gonna make you the happiest it's like always yeah. every time they're like, giving back to other people i'm just too lazy to look up what would be <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing about charity is like a pandemic is the worst time to do it because everybody who needs charity is uh poor and dirty <laughs> and so those are all the coming guys. from the guy who literally killed a chicken with his bare hands yeah like all of yeah those those guys are the ones who are most likely to get sick it's like my sister's volunteering at a food bank it's like what the fuck are you doing you monster you're gonna get everybody sick you're gonna like you know feed the homeless and then you know but those are the happiest people in the world people who, who are blissfully ignorant of consequences and they're just like, they're just going out trying to make people better. They're insufferable a lot of times because it is a lot of the, oh, save all the whales, this, that and the other. Yeah. But they're clearly have figured out like a dopamine hit where they get from doing the stuff that makes them feel better. So they've got to be doing it for a reason. You think they're happy? Yeah. I think they're happy-ish. Yeah. I, think I think there's an aspect that is happy for sure. Okay, but just yeah. as happy as I get from watching a sporting uh, event that goes my way. I can see what you mean. But I, it's probably a deeper sense of happiness than I get from a sporting well, event. But here's where I disagree. I don't think that that makes them happy. I think they're just this. They're, they're already predisposed to be happy, which is why they're allowed to do stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I completely, well, I don't know if it's true, but I completely agree that there are people who have a predisposition, mm-hmm. just being a positive, happy, go lucky person. Those people are very rare and they are some of the luckiest people. I mean, it was crazy. As a yeah, lot of it's a nice have like, place to be. Exactly. <laughs> I don't get along with them. Really? No. Oh, I love them. All my favorite people are toxic people. And I learned that last week. <laughs> oh, I'm toxic. It's just a different version of toxins. <laughs> I, mean, I think by AIDS? nature <laughs> is this your way of telling us you're HIV positive <laughs> I love people some, who are some, genuine yeah. and have positive uh, outlooks it's just rare it's extremely rare and you'll find a, and I think just in comedy in general it's like a, a nightlife kind of a thing so you're 
probably going to see more nightlife kind of stuff yeah. than most people. Yeah. So you got to take that into account. So the majority of the people who are doing it are that way versus the general population. Yeah. But people who are positive, upbeat, as long as they're not like sugar, like just always, always on, mm-hmm. that can be uh, unbearable. Yeah. But if they're positive and having a positive outlook, I love that kind of stuff. Ah, that's where you and me differ. So you just want to be around people who are gloomy all the time? Not gloomy. It's just like, uh, I just don't trust like positive people. (laughs) There's there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Like, how can you be pie? Like, like what's up? What's up with your life to where everything's, you know, positive. See, this is a rant that you could go on. (laughs) Well, but I feel like a lot of people feel this way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, are you, I don't know. But also, you're not jealous of that positivity at all? No, because I, I, think, uh, I think there's something wrong with them. So I don't think, you don't think there's something wrong with the people who are mi- miserable or, I think or the people so who are, tethered yeah, to reality? I think reality? the people who are miserable are more in tune with reality. So, so they're actually better exactly than positive people. Exactly my but, point, see, okay. and that's <laughs> you know, why I say use drugs. You know who... Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah. go ahead. Good it's like, uh, Hope you're listening. Do you know that the, uh, the an economist named Steven Pinker? Steven Pinker? Yeah. No. He's got like TED Talks. He's like, he's big and like in, he does like a bunch of debates, but he's written a bunch of books. And this is a, like a psychological phenomenon that is getting worse and worse right now. And they say, he thinks it's because of social, social media. And basically like he does all these books about how right now is the absolute peak of existence across thousands of metrics like everyone's life is better yet happiness is going down mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah yeah i agree it's a psychological thing and people who are like oh how are we not miserable like how are we not loving life we got endless amounts of good quality tv to watch yeah like we have air conditioning we're in one of the countries that's not uh suffering i mean we're suffering but don't, we're not suffering a, a absolute economic collapsed despite yeah. the fact that no, like half the population is not working mm-hmm. but uh oh, we're, so we're, all rich, we're living right? we're living a pretty charmed life yet america is like one of the like the least happy of the western or industrialized countries like when i hear that i know that's supposed to be uplifting it's like you're <laughs> living in a time that is better than any other time you're living in a place that's better than any other place but it makes me more depressed because it's like, okay, so why am I still not happy? What the, fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Because you're bombarded on Facebook, the news. You're bombarded with nonstop negativity, nonstop arguing one group versus another. Uh, there's always drama. Like in the comedy scene, there's a lot of, not a lot, but there's drama that comes up where people are just like going off the handle. There's a new controversy. Yeah. And there's people who like don't like each other and it's backbiting. So you see a lot of that. That's why it's because it, all the drama that used to, you didn't see unless it was on the news mm-hmm. is now in your face at all times. And then okay. you're constantly Except getting pictures of people. AM. Yeah. Well, three, <laughs> but like, the that's a phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook to where you're constantly seeing p- people post pictures of vacations, like the, the filtered stuff where they look happy. Nobody's happier than they were 20, 30 years ago. You're just seeing all the positive uh, on one side. You're like, why can't I be that happy? And mm-hmm. then on this side, you're seeing all the fighting. You're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, it, I think it's, 
you know, years of studies are going to have to be done to understand it. That's why suicide's skyrocketing Mm -hmm. like throughout all segments of the population, all age groups. It's like, we don't, we're not used to all of this technology. And I'm not trying to sound like the Unabomber here, but (laughs) you have to, and I'm number one. Yeah, me neither. Okay, Theodore. (laughs) Number number one, uh, I, I admit that I constantly am distracting myself with podcasts, YouTube, movies tv shows so i i don't unplug but i i recognize just from hearing a lot of podcasts on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. that that's why that phenomenon exists at least that's my best guess mm-hmm. so like that we're not just like everything we're consuming is trying to convince us that we're we're, we're miserable right yeah no, there's I, I think there's a lot of truth to that kind of just like my own simple experiment i did with myself when like the shutdown happened like when COVID first came to the States, I was checking the news on my phone. I'm not kidding. Like every 10 minutes. Cause yeah. I was anxious. Like, is this really real? Is this really something I need to be concerned about? And for like two and a half weeks, I couldn't sleep, super anxious, stressed, worried. Mm-hmm. And then like, but the whole time, like my life didn't really change my own personal life. Then the shutdown happened. And then we figured out, Oh, Hey, I can still work. So for me, that was the important thing. I still want to be able to work and be right. productive. So then finally it just clicked to me one day. I was like, what is making me so anxious? And I was like, I'm checking the news every 10 minutes and it's nothing ever different. It's just the numbers are changing and it's just a different opinion. Or yeah. They skew on the different, the opinions. election and once I, microcosm. Yeah. And so then once I like unplug from the news a bit and then change the sources from where I was getting my news, mm-hmm. I now like limit how much I take in the news. Like I stay informed, but I don't consume it the way most people do, which yeah. is like the 24 hour news cycle on the TV all the time. <laughs> right. And I'm so much happier now. And I'm so much more at ease. Like, and how many times a day do you see on Facebook somebody go on off on some like oh, soapbox rant? I, I avoid like, Facebook too because it's you know it's like half my family and half my friends fighting with each other <laughs> because oh we like Trump we like Biden they're all, all backbiting and fighting with each other. It's like I don't that's not helping me at all. Yeah, I wish I wish I could get off Facebook. I have like it's a, hard. I have like a severe social media addiction. It's hard to get off. There's a Good documentary on Netflix. Not at 3 a.m., Mark. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this bit? What is yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> What did I miss? Like a, yeah. Is there a story behind this? Or? <laughs> Some people's 3 a.m.s are a little different than those other people's. <laughs> yeah, it is. What in God's name did you do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. He didn't do anything, and that's the best part about it all. <laughs> We gotta give us some fucking context here. Nobody's enjoying. Let us in on the joke. Oh, I'm so sorry. He just has a very loving girlfriend, and uh, yeah. Oh, really good at the timing. Well, she'll love this. (laughs) He had a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why are you blowing up his spot? Jesus, (laughs) the solid deal. It's not going nowhere. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's not going nowhere. Plowing ahead. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Plowing. man. I, yeah, social media is a problem. Uh, I'm, I'm straight up. Yeah, I can't. I can't promise. Horrible friend. Oh yeah, me neither. Like I said, like, and then you get on a, a Facebook chat group, fucking destroys productivity too. That's another thing. Oh yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like, Jesus. Like you, Dan, and Juan and I's chat group. Yeah. Oh, get into that at work. I'm like, where'd the last half hour go? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll look at like like the the text threads. And in an hour span, there's like 57 missed messages. They're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how is this yeah. possible? 
Yeah. And it's all about the Almond brother. <laughs> and I brother. and I had that that we like I have to go back and read all of it. <laughs> yep. Why? What have I missed? If it's something important, just tag me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always read it and I'm like, I'm the one smoking weed. If you read this shit, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's so random, it just goes all over the place. And like they're into it though. Like, oh I know. It's like what? <laughs> I always feel like where the three of us are talking, and then you come in with like the occasional like bomb you drop. <laughs> yeah, because I'm lost half the time. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> hey, when it's three a.m., you already know what I mean. So- Sorry, I try yeah, to get some I of that know, three a.m. joke. Know. What we can't just let that slide. Work. What? How? What is he talking about? Oh, the three a.m. blowjobs? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Is that what it was? Well, the 8 a.m. and the uh, 4 p.m. Well, that's uh, that's actually pretty... Uh, that's why he had such a fucking positive attitude. <laughs> uh, he just fucking solved the mystery. Oh, well, yeah, that's... I mean, did, that's, wait, did this happen recently? Like, is there a story behind this? Or oh, it happens like, recently every day. So... Jesus oh, you, go, you get your dick sucked every day at 3 a.m.? God, why, I hate... I, why I 3 a.m.? I call it the dicking hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you have that going on and you're not happy, right? You it's hard to be yourself. angry, right? <laughs> yeah. Really what are you dating angry. a vampire? You invite her in, she sucks you off, and then turns into a bat and gives me the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is hard to be upset in, in life when something like that's going on, I would imagine. True. So like, do you know? Do you know anybody who's like in a great like relationship who's also miserable though? Uh, it's so rare. No, uh, no. If they were in a great relationship, they wouldn't be miserable. I don't think. You know. Well, yeah. No, I, I can't think of anything. My last girl, my last girlfriend was really cool, uh, but I was just, you know, the relationship was not good, but she was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, that's the closest thing that I could think of, mm-hmm. but uh, like you know what I mean. Like she wasn't a toxic person, mm-hmm. but the relationship just logistically didn't work out. So that's the only thing. That's the closest example. And by logistically didn't work out, you mean she didn't give you three a.m. blowjobs? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she blew me at a regular healthy hour. Like you're getting stuck up on this hour thing. I feel like yeah. Well, it is outrageous. That's the most absurd thing about. It's like yeah, my girlfriend sucks my dick. Okay, cool. You have a healthy sex life at 3 a.m. It's like okay, you're a fucking. What do you uh, work nights? That's when you get off. Get off shift. Yeah, you got that graveyard dick. (laughs) That was like. I mean, that's how negative of a person I am. I immediately started thinking like, but I gotta get sleep. I gotta go to work the next day. I know. I what be, the fuck am I thinking? I would be upset. <laughs> How could like, I possibly complain about after that? After a while, I would be upset. Like she'd be like waking me up. It's like, bitch, can you suck my dick after eggs? After breakfast, can you suck my dick? You gotta do it. Like I was having a nice dream about getting my dick sucked. <laughs> and I, and I gotta get my dick sucked. <laughs> That's the most human thing I've ever heard. It's so true. That's like something. It is true. That's so funny. Oh man, but yeah, that, that's that's that definitely a factor. Yeah, that would get. I feel like that would get annoying. So what is it? Does, she, does, she, does she live here? Is yeah, she just she like lives- hiding in the bathroom, waiting for three a.m. to come out and suck your dick, and then, yeah. and then get back in the tub. That's what, of all the kinks to have. She's fucking. That's the best one to have. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. You're not getting tied up or any kind of crazy. What, I, never mind. Well, wait, not- wait. Well, what is the reason? 
She, Why would you ever ask a reason? <laughs> you don't say anything to not, not him. Not him. I mean, like, I'm yeah, sure, it's, it's weird. I'm sure he doesn't ask, but I, 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 I want to know the reason because it's it stands out for sure. For it's sure, like a, oh, it's definitely the first time anything that has ever happened in my life. Yeah, I've been like, why is this so consistently three? I'm, I don't know. I just feel like it. I'm like, okay. Why would you ever push back on that though? I would. Feel oh, like I, I don't push. Whenever back. it stopped, I would have a ton of questions. Like, why did it stop? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. well, like, does she like, does she work late hours and she no. gets home late and she's like, no, no, no. she's a regular nine to five. Or that she's night. just really nice. Really? Nice. Nobody's that nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to do a joke. Is she cursed? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is a weird kind of dick, like Stephen like, King thinner like reverse, kind of thing. It's like reverse Ramadan. Suck a dick before the sun comes up. <laughs> she's got to like wash behind her ears, suck a dick, and then God will love her. <laughs> Yeah, she got some kind of weird touching as a child that's actually worked out in your favor big time. <laughs> oh, man. She just have like a full calendar of sucking dick. It's like, I guess I got to squeeze in my boyfriend at 3 a.m. Or you get, if you have a streak going, you don't want to break the streak. Oh, yeah. That could be it. That's right. She's like, she did it one day and she like hit the lottery, won like five grand. She's like, well, I got to keep it going. Oh, she's like an addict. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This like has got to be some addictive. Like she sucks his dick and then go buys a bunch of scratch offs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good for you, bud. She here? Yeah. Not yet. Not here. Like, uh, like here, here? Yeah. In Houston, yeah. Oh, wait. Who's here? Oh, this is my apartment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. For some reason, I thought. Oh, yeah. no. If she was here, she'd be sitting here laughing. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, she's gonna love this. Yeah. <laughs> she actually won't care. Now, if she was if she was here, we would have done this podcast at two thirty a.m. I'm getting my dick sucked, and then Juan's gonna watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But I do. Like, speaking of get your dick sucked, I do want to write a joke because I feel like this is a truism across um, the majority of the population. Like, what would you say whenever you're dating this girl, what would you say was the percentage of the times that you got your dick sucked as foreplay versus the percentage of the times that you went down on her for foreplay? Would you me? say it's a one? Yeah. Would, would you say it's a one to one ratio? No. Or would you say it's vastly? Not. Exactly. 20 to one. Why is it not a joke about this yet? It, Wait, 20 to one what? At best. 20 getting to your one dick what? sucked to going down yeah. on a girl. But what's the ratio? Is it, I is, wouldn't say it's 20 to one. I would say it's like probably three to one. You going down on them versus no them going down on me versus me going down on them. That's them going th- down on you. You get your dick sucked three times more than you go down on them. Yes, I feel like that's a, that's a universal thing for most men. No, no, nah, man. You have a different opinion. Not for me. What would you say your percentage is? Uh, me would be like the opposite. You're in the red in this situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, oh, good for you. Uh, I don't, you know, I, <laughs> it's going to sound, it's going to, I enjoy like, I don't know, like I get off on that. I yeah. Like, I mean, everyone should. Mm-hmm. And everyone I always assume does. Yeah, yeah. I don't like getting my dick sucked. What? It doesn't, it doesn't do Maybe my nerves are dead from beating off three times a day, <laughs> every day, but it's like, uh, yeah, no, I, I, we've I, pinpointed uh, why you're miserable. We figured it out. <laughs> the last dude, the last time I got my dick sucked, I, like, I, First off, I was drunk, so it she, like it took like thirty minutes for me to come. Right. Well, you don't. 
very rarely is that well. I mean, unless you're fucking Mark. I mean, apparently. I don't. I don't. Dislike very rarely it. is that to completion. It's usually foreplay. I don't dislike it. It's just it's the same as like my opinion with like animals. It's like all right. I mean, you know, take it or leave it. It's but what feels fun. better, a a blowjob or uh, jerking off? Uh, How is this a question? Off? Jerking off. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I'd rather jerk myself. But last time I got my dick sucked, she sucked my dick. Had to take a phone call. In the middle of the phone call, I was like, well, I'm just going to jerk Th- off. That's an awful and experience. Then, and wow. then I jacked off and then to the point where I was going to come. And then she came in and finished. And then, uh, yeah. No, well, well, I feel like that's an exception, not the rule. And she was good at it, too. Well, I mean, who's bad? At, uh, well, no, it's not true. There are people who are bad at it. But it's very rare. Like, it's such a... I feel like you may have had some... You may have been very, very unlucky with... Uh, the quality of blowjobs that you've gotten so far. I mean, I've only, I mean, I haven't gotten a ton. I'm not like, you know, I'm not Casablanca again, this fucking dick suck, you know, everywhere. Did that happen in the movie? Did he yeah, I, was like, I think you <laughs> meant to say Casanova, but I was going to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. um, Did you see it down, down there? I have Casablanca. That's the book of the movie. It's right there. Really? Yeah. It's oh, like, I oh. like reference two things on your shelf without even. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, no, I, I could live with that. I could not get a blowjob for the rest of my life, and I'd be like, all right, fine. And I'd still go down on women just because I I enjoy that more. Well, look, I, I have remained quiet like, for quite a bit of time. But I would like. <laughs> and let's keep say, it that way. Uh, moving along. No. Well, yeah, I agree yeah, with him one hundred percent on this. You agree I, with me? I, yeah, I'm the same. Really? Way. Like when girls I, suck my dick, I feel bad for them. I feel like to me, and I know this seems out yeah, of character. It's a little too like. It's a little too submissive for me. Like, I'm not into all that. Like I like a tough bitch who knows how to fuck, but I'm not trying to demean anybody. I feel like it's a little gross. I love what I love giving, but I'm just not big on the receiving. That's all. Yes, yes. Like it's okay, but like, yeah. I mean, it's not as good as jerking off because you know. Also, what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> Am I? Is this a fucking gaslighting? Is it, did y'all did y'all get together and plan this shit? <laughs> No man, no, and people Wait, always give me shit about it. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure I had more ass than you. Like, I don't. Yeah, I guess it should be yeah. steak and hand job day yeah. from now on. <laughs> I, 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 I need a girlfriend at, who at 3 a.m. comes to our room and sits on my face. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and also, just physically, like, just physically, it doesn't make sense because, uh, like, to reach an orgasm. You know, going down on a girl will you'll get there faster or more efficiently than just regular sex and like absolutely right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other way is uh, it's the opposite. The other way, I'll come faster if I'm fucking you rather than you just sucking me off. Well, for sure. So that's well, pretty. Un- that's not disputed. But like, uh, doesn't mean you can't have both for both. Yeah. Yeah, but, That's if, but, if, but if the question is is like, what do I prefer? If the question is like, what do I prefer, or like, what do I do more often? It's like, uh, yeah, I'll eat pussy more than I'll get my dick sucked. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's good for you. I mean, yeah, I'm sure your girlfriends are very pleased by that. Well, she was. But- <laughs> 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 I mean, she's like telling her friends, she's like, I can't. Fl- this guy will not leave my pussy alone. If I'm trying to suck his dick, he won't let me do it. I fucking gotta get some guys. Like we wouldn't even have to fuck. I can eat around and then I'll just jack off and go to sleep. I know that's never that's never happened. But <laughs> if like that was on the table, <laughs> if that was on the table, I'd be like, all right. My mind is like we talked about his three AM blowjobs. My mind was not this blown. 
<laughs> Dude, it makes it makes sense. I think it's like uh, it's the performer in you, right? It's uh, like it's the same thing. It explains like, why I'm not a comic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a hack. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. Uh, you definitely, everyone should be. It should be a great experience for everyone involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. It's, that's well, like what? What kind of like when you when y'all watch porn? Like um, I never really got into like the real submissive, like uh, dominant stuff, like where the girls getting like fucked up or whatever, or like even like I mean not not only like fucked up, but just like uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I get off whenever they're like. They At this like point, I'm scared of finding out what you were into. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of what you're expecting. Like I just like regular ass shit like very vanilla shit as long like just as long as like the girl seems like she's into it like whenever she's getting like slapped around and like spit on and choked on i, mean, uh, I know girls some girls are into that but like uh i don't know that's just not me i can i you know good for you oh i mean i'm not saying i mean I, I, there's nothing wrong with regular porn. <laughs> to, hey well good for you buddy but yeah. if you ask me i'm gonna keep spitting on these whores <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you're about to say yeah <laughs> I feel like at this point he might he's overcompensating to mask some horrific behavior. <laughs> Listen, my perfect day, I wake up, I kill some animals, I eat my girl out. Yeah. I Preferably at the same time if I can. <laughs> do some stand up and fall asleep. That that ties back to like what you would do in a week. And if you had a week to live, that's what I would do. I would kill some animals. Jesus. Eat some pussy. He's still killing the animals. <laughs> Not get my dick sucked. <laughs> and tell some jokes about it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, hey, everyone's different. That's what I'm learning. So I said this, mm-hmm. like this uh, premise for an, like uh, this idea for a joke, assuming that my life experience is maybe not dead on with everybody else, but I feel like it's more common for that to be the thing. Maybe not. Maybe what? I'm a, like maybe getting your dick sucked more than. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that's more common. I could be wrong. Could be completely wrong. Maybe it's time to do a poll. Well, okay. Good. Well, for I you. mean, it's you know, time for her to do a poll. More like it. Hey, I'm not happy with that. Oh, hey, got puns, puns on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot puns coming right at you. But you no, know, it's like yeah, that'd be a great poll to put on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> got to come figure out a euphemism for that. I don't know if we can come out and just ask that question. Plus, I got ADHD, so I'm getting my dick sucked. It's like it's like there's like five seconds of like oh shit, and then afterwards it's like like can I turn on the TV or something? Well, it's I, like I, all right, like I, now I feel like I'm alone. Why? Huh? Why? I don't know. Like, so are you usually you never want to come because you never want to feel alone? No, it's just like I feel like it's distant. Like she's. I don't know. Well, like I said, like, and like, even with my math, math that I'm doing here, that's never how it's ending nine times out of 10. Right. The whole goal of a foreplay is foreplay to the sex. Like that's, I feel like that's the natural But I don't step. need foreplay. I don't need foreplay. Like the, 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 floor, the foreplay should be for her, right? She, aren't, don't they uh, rely on that more? You know? 
Yeah, like I said, I'm not saying it's one versus the, the other. The, I feel like we're talking about sex like it's the 80s. It's like, <laughs> wait, Mr. No Blowjobs is kind of on my sex talk? That's Men like are the, like microwaves. That's like the 20s. Like conventional ovens. Uh, you got to put your tongue into an oven. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like in sex, everything should be about making the other person feel good, right? And for right. both people. Yeah. But I have had conversations and it, somehow it seems to always come up because it's obviously a thing. Or with women who are like, oh, I don't do that, period. And like, I would be like, no, nah, all right, never, we're never going to be dating or married. Or not gonna, it's out of the question. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. that was like, and he was saying it's gross. I'm like, what? Oh, male body is gross for both, on all sides. Bodies are gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what? I would agree with you. I would say if, if, a, if a girl said that she doesn't suck dick like at all, mm-hmm. I that would be a red flag for me. Not because she doesn't suck dick. It's just like I feel like it represents something bigger. It's like oh, I'm not willing to uh, compromise, or right. I'm uh, you know there are some things that I'm just closed off to. Right. Completely. Right? Have you ever met a girl who doesn't let uh, let you go down on her? That's a thing too. Mm-hmm. There was a girl. There was a girl. That who, also uh, represents. It was actually. Uh, I can't. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No need to put any <laughs> names out there. Or yeah, obvious hints. I was going to date myself. But like, uh, yeah, there was a girl who uh, didn't want me to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think she was just self-conscious about her pussy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So were you able to talk her through that and overcome uh, that hurdle? Well, I, I don't want to, because you're not supposed to say like, you know, if she said you didn't want to, you're not supposed to say. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to yeah, pressure yeah, anybody. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 very <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah. So, so yeah, like I've, I've also heard stories of some girls, like it just doesn't do it for them. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. going down on them for whatever reason, it just doesn't do it for them. I would have said that I never met a guy who would say the opposite of that till tonight. It's like, yeah, it's blowjobs (laughs) don't do it for me. It's like, makes sense. Like it makes sense. Cause when I heard, you know, my cousin dated this girl and she didn't like, uh, being, you know, she didn't like head Mm -hmm. and uh, it makes like, I get it. Like, Sometimes it just doesn't do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Interesting. Did not think we were going on this. Uh, Neither did I. This Juan path. veered us way off track. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play this one on Juan. Oh, that's right. It was Juan's was fault. Juan, it was yeah. 3 a.m. talk. <laughs> that's right. See, I knew, I knew we had to talk about it. I knew there was some gold there. <laughs> I feel like that could be a vein for, converse, uh, for a joke, though. All right. Well, yeah, we can just wrap it up. Uh, do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Your shows or social yeah, media, yeah, your yeah. podcast? Uh, yeah, social media. I'm at Vic Van Tran on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I got a podcast called Tran Camp, uh, which we're just starting. So check that out. That sounds awesome. Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Is it exclusive to Spotify? It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. We're still trying to get it on iTunes, but you got to jump through so many fucking hurdles. Yeah, to get I, on getting iTunes. stuff on iTunes is a giant pain in the ass. It's harder yeah. than getting a girl to suck your dick. This whole podcast is just a shit. Just shit on Apple. This whole podcast. Their their headphones suck. Yep. <laughs> their <laughs> app sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> they use slave labor. Yeah, Apple yeah. can suck my dick at any time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Victor, for coming on the show, and uh, we'll see you all, everybody, next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
trying I just to, bought these uh, headphones. Uh, I could go for that. From Walmart? Yeah. And it was like they said OEM, but already having issues right out the box. Not a good sign. Were those for your iPhone or what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, well, I wouldn't have expected you to have listened to our entire back catalog. <laughs> the last episode... I'm not even going to listen to this one. To be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> well, there. There's the clarity we were looking for. 